ان الحمد لله الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاه والسلام على اشرف الانبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه واله واصحابه وازواجه وذرياته واهل بيته تسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا وما بعد my dear brothers and sisters we are gathered here for the nikah of maryam and ismail may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless this nikah and may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fill their lives with khair of every kind inshallah it just struck me that mashallah the two names are the two names which are mentioned in the quran as symbols of the obedience of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala both of them the name of maryam alayhi salam the mother of isa alayhi salam and the name of ismail alayhi salam the son of ibrahim alayhi salam allah subhanahu wa ta'ala quoted them as symbols of obedience of his orders and i think this is a very good beginning as far as this nikah is concerned i remind myself and you that marriages are not made in heaven they are made in on the earth and the sooner we realize this the happier we are likely to be allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned the marriage as one of his signs in the quran in surah ar-rum allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said wa min ayatihi an khalaqa lakum min anfusikum azwaja litaskunu ilayha وَجَعَلَ بَيْنَكُمْ مَوَدَّةً وَرَحْمَةً إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَاتٍ لِقَوْمٍ يَتَفَكَّرُونَ which means and among his signs is this that he created for you spouses from among yourselves that you may find sukoon repose tranquility in them and he has put between you affection love and mercy verily in that indeed are signs for people who reflect i sometimes wonder whether we are entitled to call ourselves people who reflect but we should allah subhanahu wa ta'ala called the marriage one of his signs and he said that he created it with three qualities for three things one is sukoon which is harmony tranquility stability fidelity faithfulness the second one is mawadda which is love and the third one is rahma which is mercy compassion forgiveness i remind myself and you that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then completed this ayah by saying signs for people who reflect people who reflect who recognize his magnificence and grace and who thank him for his mercy I sometimes wonder if this really means us today. Can we really call ourselves people who reflect? My brothers and sisters, the first word used in this ayat is sukoon. What is sukoon? Sukoon comes from sakina, which among other meanings refers to in terms of if you look at the linguistic part of it, sukoon is the what we call in Urdu jazm or in hindi the matra which is a pronunciation sign which when placed above a letter shows that it is a letter that remains where it is 
and doesn't move in pronunciation. There's no a, e, u. When there is sukoon, the letter is pronounced as it is without any movement. In the context of the ayah, this means that sukoon in the marriage is that the person, his or her heart, which is desires, their mind, which is intentions, their hands and feet, which is actions, and their tongues, which is words, and focus, do not move to anyone else from the spouse. It means in the marriage that the spouses are each other's companions, best friends, supporters, confidants, advisors, and backers. It means creating a home like a harbor into which the ship battered by storms on the sea can sail into a shore of shelter and repair, not a harbor with a storm of its own lying in wait to assault the ship when its defenses are down. Sukoon is the result of trust. Trust is the result of responsibility that comes as a result of the knowledge of accountability to the one from whom nothing is hidden and to whom is our return. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When the spouses understand that they are accountable to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they live their lives responsibly and build trust between themselves. They bless their marriage with sukoon. Sukoon is the result of lifelong fidelity in every way, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. Understanding that a single lie will make all your truths questionable. Sukoon is the result of obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not disobedience. The result of disobedience is, well, I don't think I need to describe that here. The choice is ours. The next word is mawadda. What is mawadda? Mawadda is love. How can I explain love? Many, much more eloquent than I, have tried and failed. Love must be experienced. And I wish that for this couple and for all those present here. But let me mention some of its signs. Love is to see who gives you the food, not how it tastes. Love is to see whose gift is it, not how much it costs. Love is to feel happier giving than receiving. <clears throat> Love is to remember that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made both spouses equal in every respect and to honor this equality when dealing with each other. Love is to remember that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not make the woman the property of the man. He does not own her. He, Jalla Jalaluhu, didn't make the marriage a way of acquiring a slave. He, Jalla Jalaluhu, gave her the right to own and dispose of property, earn a living and spend it as she wishes, without her husband's permission or even knowledge. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave the woman the right to inherit from her husband, from her parents and from her children, <clears throat> while none of them has any right in that inheritance. Her responsibility in exchange for all these rights is the care of the children first and foremost and the welfare of her spouse. Whatever else she does for the rest of their family, his, her, ihsan on the rest of them 
it is not their right to demand and it is not her duty to provide. Her responsibility, as I mentioned, in exchange for all of this is to take care and bring up and raise the children and the welfare of her spouse. It is his primary responsibility to provide for them materially. It is her primary responsibility to provide for them spiritually, intellectually, morally, ethically and emotionally. That is why Islam made the child's Jannah beneath the feet of his or her mother. Love is to stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the night and make dua and sujood for the one you love. Love is to feel their pain and joy, their fears and apprehensions, their hopes and aspirations. Love is to give up your today for their tomorrow. Love is what creates memories which one day is all that will remain. Love is the result of investment of time, effort, energy, interest and dua and prayers in each other. It takes time to germinate and grow but bears fruit all life long. In Islam we don't fall in love, we grow in it. When you fall there is nothing thereafter. When you grow, you grow lifelong. <clears throat> and then you have the opportunity and joy of falling in love every morning as you make your own breakfast because she needs a beauty sleep. Every afternoon as she gives you lunch and then prevents you from eating as much as you would like to eat. And every night as you sit together in the same room reading or doing things that interest you but not the other. Content in the knowledge that giving each other space is essential to growth for trees and spouses. Love for the spouse is founded in the love of Allah. When a person loves Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he or she loves all that Allah gives them and sees all as his blessing. So what of love of a relationship and the person in it who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala called his sign. When the spouses love each other, because they love Allah, they will always remember to be obedient to Him and to follow the blessed Sunnah of Muhammad Rasulullah And so their lives will be permeated with the blessings of Islam. Love is to remember that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will hold you accountable for your duties, not your rights. And that if you fulfill your duties, the rights will automatically be fulfilled. Mawadda, <coughs> love is the result of obedience to Allah, not disobedience. The choice is ours. The last and final word in the ayah is Rahmah. What is Rahmah? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala used his own quality when he said that he put Rahmah, mercy and compassion, because he is a Rahman or Rahim between the spouses. Rahmah is the basis of forgiveness. We need forgiveness because we make mistakes. We need forgiveness of Allah because we disobey Him even though we recognize Him and worship Him. It makes no sense at all, but we still do it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us and knows what we are likely to do in a marriage and so He put Rahmah in this relationship. The quest of the spouses is to search for it. Where does it lie? Rahmah lies in the heart. From where you access it to forgive your spouse for doing what you do with Allah all day. It blossoms when you forgive your spouse and make Allah your witness and say silently, O oh my Rabb, forgive me 
as I have forgiven him today. You may wonder why I said him. Why did I say as I have forgiven him and not him or her? Those among you who are married know why. Those who are still to be married will find out soon enough. To understand this is also a sign of Rahma. Rahma is to forgive, not from a state of superiority, but understanding clearly that you also need that forgiveness, perhaps even more. Rahma is to honor the spouse for what you received, when for reasons of humanity or mortality, your spouse is no longer able to fulfill his or her role in your life. Rahma is the greatest of blessings of Allah and the greatest honor that He granted this relationship, the marriage. Finally, as I mentioned, all this is dependent on one basic fact, obedience to Allah from whom we draw the authority that makes this relationship legal and an act of worship. It is essential, therefore, not to contaminate and adulterate the relationship with any custom practice, ceremony or action that amounts to the disobedience of Allah. I don't need to list all that is done today in Muslim weddings, all of which is gross disobedience of Allah and so draws with it His anger. Little therefore wonder, little wonder therefore that divorce rates are soaring and weddings are falling apart. Who is more foolish than the one who fools himself? Imagining that anything good can come out of disobeying Allah. Who is a greater hypocrite than the one who disobeys Allah in every possible way in the conducting of the marriage and then runs to the Qazi asking for his or her rights in Islam when things fall apart. I think it is time to stop fooling yourself. Understand that you, the bride and groom, I am speaking to you because you are adults. You are adults. It is your life we are talking about. This is your marriage, so make sure that you do not allow any disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to take place in it, no matter who puts pressure on you. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless this marriage and to fill the lives of this couple with His nur and barakah, to make their lives on the sunnah of Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to include them among His awliya, to include them among those whose dua he never rejects and to include them among those who will live their lives in a way that is pleasing to him. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be pleased with them and to be pleased with all of you and never to be displeased.